Welcome to the Principles of Success, and today we're talking about your soulmate. So here's the thing about your soulmate. They don't exist. There's no such thing as your one true love. There's no such thing as we were destined to be together. And on one hand, that's some really good news, because it means you can't blow it. Like, oh, I missed out on my one true love, so now I'm just going to die alone. That's not how it works, luckily. Instead, there's lots of people. There's tons of people who you can make a relationship with work. It's not going to be perfect, but that's fine. It's not supposed to be perfect. It's supposed to be good enough. And good enough isn't settling. It's a, you know what? I'm happy with this person. Instead of trying to find the mythical, non-existent person in my head, I'm happy with this person. Let's go with this person. So, what is love? Well, there's many ways we could go with this. On one hand, love is a biochemical reaction in our brains to make sure we don't kill each other and that we will occasionally make babies. On the other hand, there's strong emotional relationship bond loves like, for instance, parent and child, spouses, hot and dirty, passionate puppy love. But for the most part, love is a choice. You choose to love them. It doesn't matter if they're awesome. You're choosing to love them. You can love somebody who you don't particularly like. I have plenty of, I don't like people. So I have plenty of people that I choose to love that I don't particularly like. And I go and do things and help them out and give them a shoulder to cry on, reach out to them and make sure they're doing okay because I love them. But honestly, I think they're kind of a loser or kind of annoying. So in my opinion, love is a choice. Now, where, where am I going with this? You see, the fact that love is a choice means that you can choose to love just about anybody, including who you end up marrying which is good news because you don't need a soulmate to be able to choose who you love. In fact, last episode I talked about that arranged marriages actually have a better success, a better loving success rate than our free-for-all love-based marriages because they choose to love their spouse because they know they're going to get hitched with them anyway, so might as well choose to love them regardless. So this is great news for the fact that soulmates do not exist. The dangerous side of this is you can fall in love with somebody who's a terrible fit for you. For example, my life's mission has always been to go live out in the countryside since I was a little kid. And it's not just some passing desire. This is what the bulk of my life has always revolved around. If I start dating a girl who absolutely can't stand the idea of that, and then I accidentally fall in love with her, well, then I have to make a choice. Do I have to give up my dreams? This can be countryside. This can be business. This can be any sort of dream. If you accidentally fall in love with somebody who is not remotely a soulmate, you're left with a choice. Do you either go through the heartbreak of ending that relationship, which you probably shouldn't have started in the first place, or do you give up your dreams, which probably in the long run will end up destroying you and ending the relationship anyway. So you have to be careful with love. You can choose to love anybody. So if you find somebody who is compatible, 
Do not wait if you found them. If you have found somebody who you think it would work great with, that relationship is a bigger priority than anything else. And I know that in the success community, especially the male bravado success community that's going on the last couple of years, that's almost the exact opposite of the advice that you're hearing right now. But here's the thing about every single one of those men that are giving that advice. Sure, they're successful, they're still single. And ultimately, for the, the end goal of what drives most men for success is the fact that they think it'll help them acquire a companion because people are lonely. So if you have found somebody who you think it can work with, do not hesitate. Make that a priority because the odds aren't in your favor. We talked about this last episode. The odds are not in your favor. There's not a whole lot of options. It's not your fault that you're single because there's just not a whole lot available today. So if you find one that works, go for it. This does not mean sell your dreams. This is like, hey, this one will work along with what I'm trying to do. And I kind of like them and they're kind of pretty. So if you have found somebody that you like, who you think it will work with, do not screw it up by dragging your feet. Obviously, don't propose to them on the first night. But if you've been going on dates for months and you know that you would be happy to marry them, do it because you might miss your chance. Now, here's the thing about true love. Because love is a choice, you have to choose to act on that love, regardless of what's happening. So there's a great video. It's all visual, so I can't play it on here. But if you go to YouTube and type in LDS Enduring Love, it should be the first result. And it's a video of an elderly couple. The wife, she doesn't look like she's even mentally present anymore, at least for the first bit of the video. The husband, he's got Parkinson's bad. His hands are shaking like crazy. And he's still choosing to be loving towards his wife. She's not doing anything for him at this point. She's basically checked out. But he makes her a birthday card. He bakes her some cakes. Shaking hands and hot ovens probably aren't the best idea, but he bakes her some cookies. I said cakes before. He, it was cookies. And then he takes her out to see something. I don't remember what it was, but it's just a touching moment to remember that you have to choose to love your spouse, even if they're not doing anything for you. And the cool thing about human psychology, if you choose to love somebody, regardless of what they're doing, almost inevitably, they will choose to start being kinder to you, to do more for you. Because here's the thing about humans. We crave love. It's a deep, important part of our psyche. We have a deep desire to be loved. And we will do almost anything to get at least a taste of that love. That's why there's so many bad relationships. But if you want true love, the relationship has to be built off of the love of charity. So charity is a different type of love from just passionate love. And I'm not just talking about the charity that you give to homeless shelters or your church or whatever. Charity is the selfless kind of love. That's why we call them charities, because they're selfless. A charity love is long-suffering. It's patient. When your spouse does something stupid, you still love them anyway. It's kind. You don't snap at them. It doesn't envy. 
This means you're not making comparisons and like, oh, she's so pretty, I wish I had married her. Or even within the relationship of not being envious of your spouse, not comparing yourself to your spouse. Seeks not her own. This basically just means that you are selfless. You are doing stuff for your spouse solely because you want to do them for your spouse, not for your own personal gain, but because you are trying to make your spouse's life better. Not easily provoked. This means you're not getting mad because they do something stupid. And kindness, I messed up. Kindness is purposely doing things just to try and make them smile. The next two points of charity are you don't think poorly of them and you seek the truth. A great example of this is what's called victim stories. An example of a victim story is, ugh, I asked them to do the dishes and they never do the dishes because they don't love me. No, it's, the truth is, they might have just forgotten. Or maybe you thought you told them and you didn't actually tell them. Or you told them when they were busy doing something and they didn't hear you. So you're not thinking evilly of the other person. And you're seeking the truth, not your perception. A charitable love beareth all things, is the verbiage. But it's basically saying that you handle whatever comes. You choose to love them even if they're going through something very difficult. You choose to love them even if they're in a terrible accident and aren't functioning the best right now. Or life has thrown circumstances at both of you and you're a little financially stressed right now. You choose to endure it with them. That's actually the next one. Endureth all things. You endure all of it. If life gets challenging, you stick with them. And then you make sure that you always have hope that things will get better and that life together can be improved. So that's true love. Now, your soulmate, your goal is to truly love them and hopefully they will truly love you back. And as you're looking for your soulmate, as you're looking for the person who you can truly love, you have to keep in mind they're not going to be perfect. They're not going to mit match the 127 things that you have on your list. They're going to have some flaws. Some of them might have some minor anger issues. Some of them might have some minor hygiene issues. Maybe they chew with their mouth open. They're a person. You're not perfect either. Your spouse is not going to be perfect. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to irritate you sometimes. They're going to say something that hurts your feelings. So keep in mind that, they're not, that your soulmate is not going to be perfect. Also, your soulmate doesn't exist. But keep in mind that they're not going to be perfect. They're also not going to meet your every need. Hopefully, they meet your most important needs. But some of your more minor needs, especially sociable needs, don't have to be met by your spouse. That's what friends are for. If you want to go out for a brunch, go out for brunch with your lady friends. Your husband does not have to be drugged to brunch. And here's the thing to remember about your soul mate. There are tons of people who will work. Pick one. They're not going to be perfect. You're not going to find the better option. If you find one, go for it. And if you have found multiple, pick whichever one you think is the best option. But don't just not pick because then they get kind of mad at you because you were dating other people and dragging your feet. And now you're just a wishy-washer and you obviously don't actually love them because if you really love them, you would have picked them. 
and they're right. So pick one. This is called decision paralysis. Just pick one. It'll be good. As long as you're not being stupid, it'll be good. And then when things get hard, don't look back. Your soulmate doesn't exist. All, um, you're going to have problems with the next person. They might be different problems, but you're going to have problems with the next person. And just because new is shiny doesn't mean new is better. If you have a good relationship with a couple of minor problems, don't burn it to the ground in the hopes of finding a better relationship with different problems. Because you're still going to have the problems. It's not going to be perfect. And then the last point for this episode, this episode's going to be a little short, but that is dependency isn't a bad word. You're supposed to get into a relationship. We're, we're biologically designed to have a partner. We're not supposed to be alone. You're not supposed to be 100% independent. Dependency isn't a bad word. And this one I know will bug a lot of people, but you're not supposed to be happy single. There's a lot less problems when you're single. But our brains crave that love and intimacy so much that we feel sad when we don't have that love and intimacy, even though it comes with a lot of problems. So you're supposed to be dependent on your spouse. You're supposed to rely on each other. You're supposed to rely on each other, both mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. If your spouse is in a bad mood, you're not supposed to be feeling euphoric. Your spouse is in a bad mood, and it's your job to try and help them not be in a bad mood. Now, there is a fine line between dependence and codependence, but the pendulum has swung too far in the opposite direction. In our obsession with independence, we've seemed to think that the idea of dependence is completely unhealthy and codependent. It's not. You're supposed to be dependent on each other. You're not supposed to be codependent, where you literally have a panic attack the moment they walk out the room. But you're also not supposed to be completely independent, because that's kind of messed up too. You guys have bonded and made a baby. You shouldn't be feeling independent. You shouldn't have no regard for your spouse. So dependency is not a bad word. So as you seek your soulmate, which doesn't exist, but as you seek your soulmate, it's okay to start feeling a little dependent on them. It's okay to feel better around them than by yourself. You're, that's how you're supposed to do it. Or that's how you're supposed to feel. It's okay to start relying on them to help you with things, to help you move, to help you with your homework, to help you when you get a flat tire. It's okay to ask them for help. They're supposed to be helping you because love, true love is selfless. If you're not giving them the chance to serve, to help, then you're not giving them the chance to express their love. You're not supposed, you're not supposed to be perfect. If you were perfect, why do you need somebody? The whole point of a soulmate is two imperfect people coming together to form a more perfect union. It's not perfect, but you're a whole lot better together than you are separate, alone, and grumpy. So with that, I will end today's episode. Next episode, now that you understand that soulmate doesn't exist and that it's not your fault... We're going to talk about the basic principles of dating and making sure you set boundaries and understanding red flags. 
I kind of just squished two episodes together because I didn't think that they would be long enough on their own. So that's what we're covering next week. I will see you all next week.